What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 11 of the Money Line Madness podcast. So happy to have you listening in. My name is Steven Anderson, joined once again by my boys, Matt Cherico and Andrew Brucato. Guys, how you feeling today? I'm feeling good, man. Andy, how we doing? I'm amazing. This is my favorite time of the year. Hell yeah. March Madness. A little Andy, Absolutely. a little Andy B taking the way. Let's let's say Absolutely. It. Tensions right. getting high to say the least. Absolutely. This is easily my favorite time of the year. There's a lot of bets to make. We'll get to those, but the most important thing, the bracket. Everybody if I feel like everybody who watches the games, they try to fill out a bracket before Thursday. So we're gonna help you guys. We're gonna get you guys ready. We're gonna go through every game, but a lot of them will go really quickly because Let's be honest. We all know 16 seeds aren't winning. We all know 15 seeds probably aren't winning. So we'll go through those relatively quickly and get you some of the bigger games. We'll have more more of a conversation about. All right, guys. So you guys ready to get going? Yes, sir. Sure. Take you through. All right. So we're going to start in the West bracket because that's the first one that shows up here on ESPN. So uh, like I said, we won't even have a conversation about this one. Gonzaga and Georgia State. I assume we all have Gonzaga, right? Hashtag Chet Holmgren. Yeah, I think that's pretty much a lock. Yeah. Honestly, I did see a nice boost to where uh, it was like the first game that Gonzaga plays. Like you get, you could get plus one hundred odds on them on mm-hmm. DraftKings. I think it was, which yeah. I mean, I would snag that all day. It was like For a fifty dollar sure. free bet that you could put on, so that's free money. But besides yeah. that, yeah, Gonzaga all the way. Yeah, Georgia State's a good team. I actually had a bet on them earlier in their tournament bracket, but they're they're not beating Gonzaga. So uh, let's move to the uh, Boise State Memphis game. I want to know what you guys got on this one. Give me Memphis, and I'm strictly riding with them because of my boy. He used to play for the Orlando Magic, drawing on his name right now, but I know he's the coach. <laughs> right? Isn't he their coach? Yes, I Andy, believe I'm- so. Um, Penny Hardaway. Yeah, Penny Hardaway. Yes. Penny, yeah, nah, Penny Memphis, Memphis, baby. Memphis has a lot of history, and they're kind of a uh, a pretty credited ball club. So I'm going to take Memphis in that aspect. I think that they they have a lot of young guys on that squad that are really mm-hmm. buckets. Like these guys are NBA prospects in a, like a year or two from now. So I think that the tournament's going to give them a good platform to kind of show what they got. So I'm taking them in that game for sure. Sleeper football school too. Yeah, yeah, they are sleeper football school. But um, I I have Memphis also. A lot of names on this team. A lot of NBA guys. I believe um, his name's Duran. Duran. He's going to be amazing in, in the NBA one day. Um, they have a lot of names. He's Penny Hardaway's been a great recruiter. Not the best coach, but he got his team here. Boise State's just happy to be here. They won their first Mountain West tournament this year. So they're just happy to be here. And I, and I hope they have a good game. And I think it'll be a close game, but a lot of names on Memphis. So I'm, I got Memphis in that one. The next one's team that I think can win the uh, national championship, uh, UConn and New Mexico State. And I'm not talking about New Mexico State. So I got UConn. I'll get more on that. But who do you guys have? I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's tough. You know, you don't always just want to sit here and take the favorites. But with college basketball, a lot of the times, that's the way it is. You see these smaller schools. Like, New Mexico State isn't necessarily a smaller school, like that small of a school. But compared to a team like UConn, you just can't compete. In a tournament like this, the big dogs are always going to eat. And so I'm also going to ride with UConn for that reason. Yeah, this this is one of those uh, 5-12 matchups. They're always close. You always see somebody pick one. I actually have one later in the bracket. We'll get to that. But I think UConn can win the national championship. I watched a couple of their games this year. Uh, that team is really talented, so and they're very well coached. So I do expect them to go on a bit of a run. I don't know if I uh, think they'll blow them out here. I think that New Mexico State is a very talented team, but I got UConn in this one. And then uh, the next one's actually another team I think could go on a long run. But Oh, wait, Steve, who do you got on that one? I'm sorry. Did I miss you on that one? No, no, I was just saying I'm looking <laughs> probably going to blow a couple people out of the water here with this one, but I'm going to roll with Vermont. Vermont on the Arkansas Vermont game. Wow. Well, explain that one. You think this is just a 13 4 game that always happens? So they're a mid major, correct? Absolutely, yes. And so I was listening to the Pat McAfee show yesterday. Shout out Pat McAfee. And they had a college football insider, rather, college basketball insider on the show. And he said that Vermont could be a sneaky mid major team, give some teams like Arkansas some trouble. And Arkansas SEC school, granted, I'm not real familiar with their 
basketball accolades, but I just don't think basketball when I see Arkansas. So give me Vermont here. It's a really good point you make, actually, because I was act- I was doing a little research on both of these teams as well, and I found that the seeding was actually really deceiving when you look at this matchup because this is a 13 and a 4 seed, but uh, Vermont has 28 wins, you know, so you can't discredit them at all when looking at a matchup against a team like Arkansas when they're coming in with only 25. ESPN right now has Arkansas with a 60% chance to win. And it's actually 59.8 if you really want to get technical. But if there was a, a underdog or a doggy of the day that you, I wanted to roll with, I kind of agree with you. I think it'll be a lot closer of a game than people think for a 13 and four seed or a, yeah, 13 and four. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, for that reason, I, I'll roll with you with Vermont. Let's send it. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not picking Vermont, but I do agree with you guys. I actually, I think I watched their conference championship game. They are a very talented team. 28 wins is 28 wins. I get it. A lot of people will say weak competition. 28 wins is 28 wins. I'm sorry. It's but a lot. Arkansas had, I think the portal has changed college basketball. Arkansas a few years ago was not that good of a team. They were a decent team. They were kind of like a 15 and 15 team every year. This offseason, I think they got every major transfer they wanted. And they had national championship hopes. They had a few injuries that kept them from the one and two seed line. They're a four seed. They're very talented. They were, in my opinion, the second best team in the SEC. So I I have Arkansas winning, but I do agree with you guys. I think it'll be very close. These 13 seeds are very pesky. They always, they'll fight you on it and, and it'll be a really good game. How about we stay in the SEC with the next game? We, um... We're, we can't pick the Rutgers Notre Dame game. That's I, I. That's one of my pet peeves every year about the uh, the bracket. You can never pick those games, which is annoying. But uh, Alabama against the winner of Rutgers and Notre Dame on Wednesday night. Who do you guys have in this one? Well, to go up against Alabama, or to, to well win, the win- like- the winner goes up against them. I mean, you can pick who you think is going to win the Notre dame Rutgers game, but it doesn't let you. But who do you guys think are going to win that game first? Oh, man, I really would hope Rutgers would win that game. I, I They've been balling out, those boys. But, you know, it's just we're not exactly used to seeing Rutgers in the national championship. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they were to drop the ball there. But, you know, as a hometown team, I'm always going to be rooting for them. So, Right. I was actually going to say the same thing. They're my alma mater, so I hate to pick against them. <laughs> but, I mean, Notre Dame – is Notre Dame and Rutgers is Rutgers and kind of just like they step up to the big moments and Rutgers a lot of times flounders in the big moments. So give me Notre Dame in that in that matchup and then obviously roll tide. Alabama is going to roll either one <laughs> yeah. of them teams. Yeah, go to the round of thirty two. So roll tide. Yeah, I actually didn't think Rutgers del- belonged there it, just because. And I'm not a homer. Obviously, I'm from New Jersey here. I'm I'm not a homer on this one. I don't think they should have been there. They. They had some really bad losses that a team like Texas A&M, they didn't have. So I thought that, thought them being there was a little weird. I do think they're going to beat Notre Dame, though. Notre Dame, the problem with them is they only have about six or seven guys that will play each game. They have three guys who are really good, maybe NBA level. But by the time they get to the last couple minutes of the game, if they're in crunch time, they're gassed. And it happens every game, and they, there's nothing they can do about it. Um, so I do think Rutgers, because they have the best player on the floor in Ron Harper Jr., I think they're going to outlast them. But I do think Alabama beats them. I mean, Alabama's – it kind of upsets me that they're a six seed. They're really good every year now. And Nate Oates did an incredible job building this team. They have great player transfer from Villanova, Javon Quinterly. I mean, these types of things, they are, they are really good. So I have them winning that game over – Rutgers, not that it lets you pick that. Unfortunately, the difference between teams like Alabama in this case and a team like Rutgers is that you see now but with guys like Quinterly that Alabama has been able to build and yeah. assemble this squad over the past couple mm-hmm. of years. Rutgers, like we had said earlier about, the, uh, I forget, I'm, it's literally just drawn a blank, but uh, oh, Boise State, they're just happy to be here. You know, yeah. They're not in the championship that often. They're not in the tournament every year, so we're happy to be here. Let's hope we beat Notre Dame type of vibe. That's what I'm getting from them. Yeah, continuity being the key as well. Like you just mentioned, with Alabama, they've had time to gel as a team. And when your back's up against the wall, tougher moments like a tournament, like you tend to lean on those type of attributes as opposed to a team like Rutgers, who you guys both made clear is just kind of happy to be in the position they are. Yeah, uh, it is impressive that Rutgers is there, but they kind of have to beg on the New York kids coming down to Rutgers and playing there. Alabama's been able to take from Georgia, Florida, all the talented places. So it'll be, I think it'll be a good game against Notre Dame. I'm not sure how they'll play against Alabama should they get there. 
Um, the next game is Texas Tech against uh, MTST. I'm trying to figure out. Is that Montana State? I think it is. Yes, sir. Yeah, Monta- okay, State. it wasn't. It was showing MTST, and there's so many of those. So, um, pretty quick on this one. I got Texas Tech. This isn't one of those three, four team matchups. Yeah, nobody but, lives yeah. in Montana, so okay, yeah. Texas Tech. <laughs> Little known caveat, though, Texas Tech actually like competed with Texas in terms of getting guys from that portal this year. Texas kind of took the route of taking the, like the best available players from losing. Uh, franchises, for lack of a better term, but mm-hmm. Texas Tech kind of went the route of taking those next best guys that came from winning programs, couldn't necessarily get on the floor because they had better guys in front of them, and it seems like they've kind of been able to take that and mesh better because they all come from winning programs. They understand what it takes to win, so I'm rolling with Texas Tech here. I actually think I got them going to my Sweet 16. So. Yeah, this is this is pretty much a lock. ESPN thinks so, too. They got them yeah. at 96% to win, so... yeah. It's funny you said that about Texas. Texas Tech's coach left last year to go to Texas, and Texas Tech is a better team, in my opinion. Um, so the next game's Michigan State-Davidson. I know everybody looks at the seeds and says, hey, this should be a close game. It won't be. Tom Izzo's not losing in the first round. He's done it one time, and it was the biggest shock maybe in NCAA history that they lost. So he's not losing to Davidson, although Davidson is a very talented team. I'll leave it at that. What do you guys have? No, nah, Davidson's definitely exceeded expectations this year. Definitely kind of a, a little bit more of a Cinderella vibe than some of the other teams we see. But like you had said, they're just too much of a powerhouse. And I don't think that I can't see them losing in the first round again. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go roll with Michigan State. Interesting. I was just looking at some of the factoids, more specific details on the game, trying to see where it's going to be played. Believe it's going to be played in South Carolina. So yeah, unless I'm enough. missing something, where is Davidson from? believe south carolina oh well major or no, advantage it's either in, north or south yeah there is okay. the uh, travel advantage yes for sure so but that's probably still gonna be a lot for davidson mm-hmm. to overcome just that michigan state just their essence like you were saying earlier yeah. like some of these teams just have such cachet and they kind of go into these gyms and just yeah. intimidate teams out of these games so i'm yeah, absolutely yeah, one caveat is Davidson's not one of those, I guess, in theory, Cinderella conference tournament champion teams. They made it at large. They were really good during the regular season. They didn't win their conference. Longwood did. We'll get to them, too. Very surprising they didn't win it. But, yeah, on to the next game. Uh, another quick one, in my opinion. The retiring Voldemort-looking Voldemort, K. you did not just go there, bro. <laughs> Coach K uh, playing Cal State Fullerton uh I think we're all pretty clear on this one, right? I don't think we have. Yeah, I mean, coming here. Yeah, if you want to sprinkle twenty-five cents on uh, whoever plays Duke as kind of like a hedge throughout the tournament, you know, you can. But otherwise, I'm going to roll with Duke for a majority of this. I think we're going to get just a scripted Coach K type of thing to at least get them in the Final Four. Yeah, that speech that he gave after they lost that game at um, to Carolina, yeah. their last matchup, and. You could kind of just see it in his soul that he ain't going to let this team down again. So I got them going to my final four, and it'll be a great matchup in that round of 32 against Michigan State and Duke to kind of blue bloods. So that'll be cool to watch. You guys have kind of hinted at it. Do you want to continue this bracket or uh, and uh, get us to our final four on this one? Up to you guys, man. I think uh, we can get uh, to the final Go four. Go just straight to the final four? I mean, I kind of would with, prefer uh, to let, with- let things play out. With this bracket, or do you just want to skip to the next quadrant? And I said we skip. Yeah, oh, yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's keep keep going. Okay, just we're gonna go to the, for the for, uh, out of the first round. Okay, uh, let's roll down to the east. Who wants to? I'll go take. That one I'll up. take the reins. All right, let's do it. All right, so we got the defending champions, obviously in Baylor. They've lost some talent, and I know they, they they've dealt with some injury issues this year. So obviously not what you want to see, but they're going to go up against a sixteen in Norfolk State. So pretty easy one here. What do you guys feel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not much to talk about with this one. Yeah, Norfolk State, I mean, respect, like we said, about these smaller schools, but the big dog's got to eat. Yeah, I just want to see Baylor's focus. They've had a lot of rumors that their coach might leave. I just want to make sure they're focused through their first game, and then then on from there, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. that's probably really the biggest key. Can they stay composed throughout all the drama surrounding them? And then if they're able to still move on, then, I mean— yeah, they're the they're the one seed, man. Like it's just this yeah. is easy money. Davion yeah. Mitchell left. I think they got better. It's insane. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, right. their offense probably did. Yeah, valid point though, Andrew. Because if 
your coach is potentially yeah. one foot out the door, that could definitely be a distraction yeah. for younger guys on the team who are kind of looking for that future guidance. So yeah, absolutely. Become a factor. Sure. All right. On to the next one. Got an eight, nine matchup looking at North Carolina versus Marquette. Two interesting teams. I know North Carolina kind of got off to a slow start this year. So I'm going to go with the boys in North Carolina in this one. Yeah, it kind of feels weird that they're an eight seed. I don't yeah, think exactly. in my lifetime, other than the one time I think they missed the tournament completely because they had so many injuries. I think that might have been last year, actually. Um, that It just feels weird that they're an eight seed. I, I think they're a little bit better than an eight seed. They just did, like you said, they got off to a slow start. So I have them beating Marquette pretty handedly, actually, to be honest with Maddie. you. Yeah, this is uh, probably deceiving seed-wise, but yeah. like Andy said, UNC is a great team. And just because... They've been hurt or, you know, not as consistent. They got off to a little bit slower of a start. They still have Jay Williams, like, or not Jay Williams, Roy Williams. <laughs> so at the end of the day, like, you have an advantage over most of the teams in this conference. So I'm going to take them all the way. They still had 24 wins this year. So then, then for that to be disappointing for them just goes to show the magnitude of how good of a, you know, a mm-hmm. school UNC is. So I'll take them to win that game. Maddie, I hate to break your heart. Yeah, really. It hurts me too, but Roy Williams is no longer their coach. Yeah, he retired. Oh, last yeah. Last year was his Huber, last hurrah, right? Uh, Hubie, I think it's Hubie Davis. I think it's Hubert Davis. Yes. Hubert Davis. He's a Nick, dude. How can I actually yeah. forget that? He's yes. really, he's Hubert Davis really good. is, he's the man. He is. So, you know what? For that reason, I'm taking him even harder and I'm putting the whole bag <laughs> on him. You're not Let's wrong, but they do, they do have the coaching advantage because uh, Marquette's coach is uh, renowned as one of the. The worst Most mediocre coaches. Really? You know, his name's Shaka He's He struggled oh, a I've lot heard of places. Yeah. Where was he at before? At Mar- T was Marquette. at Texas. He coached at Texas, and I think he had a stop somewhere else. But he's been renowned as a person who he'll get you to tournament sometimes, but he'll have you fishing for good players at certain times. So Interesting. Yeah, that name <laughs> definitely rings a bell. Yeah. The next matchup, another one of them instances where we got a team versus another team. So that matchup yet to be completely determined yet but we got st mary's in the five seed versus what i believe is going to be wyoming or iowa in, guys please indiana me. indiana indiana okay yeah. it just says iu so yeah i should have um, probably known that though so what are you guys no, feeling you're no you're good uh my dad we were watching the the selection show and he saw wyoming's name come up he was like what the hell nobody understood like uh, wyoming's a pretty solid team i was surprised I was say, were- wyoming has hoopers and like yeah. low-key they've been playing well this season yeah I, I was I was surprised they were a 12 seed. They have to play in the play-in, but um, I got St. Mary's winning regardless. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a good game, the I, Indiana-Wyoming one, but St. Mary's just has too many shooters. I mean, they're really – they're just a great team. They beat Gonzaga hell earlier in the year. So, yeah, but don't sleep on Wyoming. That team's pretty good. Yeah, sure. Wyoming's got a good squad, but St. Mary's is just full of those white guys that love oh, to yeah. shoot you out of the gym. Ooh, yeah. And I think that in college, that is the one thing that just cannot be beaten. It's the Corey yeah. Kisperts, the Grayson Allens, That's the Christian a- Leitners. Those guys always <laughs> yeah. find their success in college <laughs> basketball. So for that reason, I'm going to take St. Mary's. This that's time. that's why I was so mad that Buddy Beheim got suspended before that Duke-Syracuse game. He knows his role. He will <laughs> shoot, he will yeah, shoot he that thing off. 15 times. Hell yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think you both pose some valid points there. I kind of think St. Mary's, I mean, they're a five seed for a reason. I think that they kind of get overlooked. Sometimes you guys just laid it out. I mean, they can shoot the ball out of the gym when they have their shooters going. So I'm in St. Mary's here for sure. And then I think I'm going to roll with Wyoming, given what you guys kind of laid out in that matchup. Seems like Wyoming's got the edge over Indiana. So on to the next one. Blue blood, if there ever was one. I know that they haven't had a lot of success in recent years, but UCLA taking on Akron here, a four versus a 13 seed. I'm on UCLA here. I don't really see much of anything taking place in this game other than chalk. I've got three teams that I think can give their opponents the three three teams past the 11 seed that can give their opponent, opponents the biggest fight. I've got Akron winning the game. Akron's a lot like St. Mary's. They got a lot of white guys that'll shoot that thing. They will shoot the rock, and they can space the floor really well. So I do have UCLA losing the game. I think UCLA went on a miracle run last year, so they have been here before. But that could sometimes hinder you. You could have expectations in your first game. You see the 13 next to the other team's name, and you kind of you kind of kick them down the road, and you don't think about them that much, and you go out there. You don't just try to play your game. You just try to beat them, beat them to a pulp. And sometimes that is bad for you. And and I expect that to kind of be 
what happens. That's why I have Akron in this game. I think you always see a, a top seed slip up. I think UCLA is one of the teams that slips up, in my opinion. Man, I don't know about all that. I really do think that Akron deserves a little bit more respect. They do have 24 wins. Yeah. And although their competition probably isn't on the same level as UCLA and their 25 wins, I still think that they should probably get a little bit more respect. I mean, the 13 seed seems a little bit low. Um, but, man, UCLA, they are a powerhouse. And they still have Johnny Juzang, and the guy has experience in the tournament. I really can't put it past him to take over. This is his big year now. Um, I really think that they're going to come out and show off a little bit. I think it could be a lot closer than people think, but ultimately I think UCLA is going to come out with it. I just think that they have too much going for them to lose that game in the first round. Here's a stat for you guys too, just to kind of have this in your head. Versus top 25 opponents, UCLA four and four, whereas Akron's 0 and one. So UCLA has that real grit built up where, I mean, they've played tough teams all year long. Obviously, a 500 record against those tougher teams, but Akron 0 and 1. I mean, they had one shot at, they had one bite at the apple, and they bit right through it. So, yep. Who do you think is going to win that game, Steve? I don't, I don't know if you give you the. Did you? I'm definitely on UCLA for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, I that that um that one top 25 loss was the first game of the season, lost by one to Ohio State. So, oh wow, a pretty close game, uh, but. Yeah, you're not wrong. The top 25. But even then, that was the first game of the season. They haven't had a a chance to play a lot of these good teams as of late. You know, they could come in and be shell-shocked when you face a team like UCLA Mm -hmm. that's that much above anybody else you were playing. Yeah, that's going to be one of those games. I think it's unfortunate that it's at 9.50 on Thursday because I think (laughs) that that, that felt like kind of a 2 o'clock game. But, hey, I think it's going to be a good one. All right. Yeah, moving things along. Texas. First, Virginia Tech, a six versus an 11. Going with my second upset pick here. I'm going to take Virginia Tech. We talked about it earlier, but Texas, they're not that great. I think that they kind of get overvalued a little bit. So I'm going to roll with Virginia Tech in an upset here. Yeah, I'm going to take VT as well. One of my homies, he goes there, and he's been absolutely trying to convince me that Virginia Tech is going to be a Cinderella story in this tournament. And truthfully, He's kind of getting me there. I don't know if you saw the video of when they were announcing like the seating and everything, but when it came out that Texas had to play Virginia Tech, there were like three fans watching at the ESPN thing who their jaws were just on the floor. Like, oh, like VT. Just miserable. Like, yeah, like we just do not want to see VT in the first round. And they do. They got a bunch of hoopers. They have a full squad between Kivaluma. I think it's Kivaluma, right? That's. That's his, how you pronounce his name. He's their main guy. The yeah. guy's putting up a night, a solid 16 a game. I can't complain about it. Going up against a team like Texas, their interior defense isn't as strong as other team, teams that we've seen Virginia Tech play. So I think they're going to be able to take advantage of that and really get in the paint and take this one home. Yeah, it's it, this is a really interesting game because you're right. Virginia Tech is probably the hottest team in basketball right now. And I wanted to pick them really bad, but I saw Texas play live. There's some type of, there's something about Texas where they're not going to go on a long run, but in this type of game, I feel like that when you come into the tournament hot coming off your conference championship, who I don't think anybody had Virginia tech winning the ACC. That was amazing. Great run. Sometimes you just run into a brick wall. And, and I do think Texas, you're right. Their interior defense is horrible. But their offense, it can go in spurts, and they can they can drill you. So I, I have Texas winning the game. It's going to be close because like in a slugfest. Yeah, it'll be a high scoring game. But cool. Virginia Tech is coming in hot, and I'm always weary of those teams because you come off that high, you get to the highest mountain. So all it takes a, it's got to go a lot momentum. higher though. You've got to make you've got to go six more wins. They just had what five wins in a row. Now you got to go get six more. And those are very, it's very stressful, but I do think it'll be probably the best game of that day, if I had to guess. Vegas has it right now as it's one of those games that I really hate for Vegas because right now they have both of them at minus on the money line. Virginia Tech coming in at minus 105 and Texas actually coming in at minus 115. So Mm -hmm. slight favor for Texas. ESPN has them at 50.6% chance to win compared to Virginia Tech's 49.4. But I'm going to go with the underdog, the little bit of a doggy. Let's go VT. Interesting. Definitely seems like one of them games that a lot of people are going to have their eyes on. And I think Andrew kind of made comment on this earlier, but for all of you listening out there, obviously we're filling out a bracket. So these aren't necessarily bets, 
but you could take what we're saying here and turn that into your own opinions, your own thoughts, and kind of make tactical bets based off of that. I mean, we're not obviously going to bet on every game. It's just kind of unfeasible, but I think I'm interested in betting on that Texas-Virginia Tech game. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. And like you always say, man, there's money on the table. There's money to be made. It's just a matter of finding it. And if you could, if you're able to find it on a team like Virginia Tech right now or on a team like UNC is sitting – they were just sitting at about minus 106 on that money line – that seems like a pretty good offer when they're playing another seed like that. So if you could find almost locks of big schools playing these smaller schools, and if it's not too much of a minus on the money line, not hurting your pockets too much, then I think it's worth a sprinkle for sure. Agreed. Next matchup, we got Purdue, a number three seed, facing Yale, who is a 14 seed. I'm rolling with Purdue here. I think that they've kind of been on the doorstep a lot in these past couple years, like They get good talent over there for being kind of like a mid-level school in the SEC. So I'm going to roll with Purdue. Um, Purdue has the tallest player in college basketball. He's 7'4". Actually, it looks like he's 8'4". So I have them winning, but I do. Yale's a very talented team. I watched them against Princeton. They can shoot, obviously. Ivy League teams can always shoot. I don't know why. Um, But I have Purdue winning the game. Yeah, this is Purdue. I love Jaden Ivey, and I think he's going to take over. Yale has – they're okay. They got a couple guys. Like you said, they got shooters. But Purdue has been on the cusp. And now that they have a guy like Jaden Ivey, he's leading them. I think that he could take them all the way. They had 27 wins this year. So they're going to be – I think they're going to be one of my teams that I'm taking deep uh, – with a deep run into this bracket. So for that reason, I'm going to be taking them, obviously, to beat Yale in the first round. Word up. And apologies for the slip-up. I mentioned that Purdue is in the SEC. They're actually in the Big Ten. So for all you out there I, that... I didn't want to be the one to tell you. I know somebody no, at home was pissed. Let me know. <laughs> and it's Andy. Yeah, I, was, I was pretty pissed. We, we corrected Come on, what are you doing? earlier. Correct me Andy. if I'm wrong, man. Yeah. I need to hear yeah, that. Like I was thinking Missouri in my head. But all right, let's yeah, get bro. through the East here. Murray State, San Francisco. I like this one because I've heard good things about both of these teams. I'm, I kind of want to go with San Francisco, but I think I have too many upsets as of yet in my bracket. So I'm going to go with Murray State here. If you're going to have an upset, it's San Francisco. San Francisco looks like a team where you're like, well, they had to win their conference tournament to get here. They did not. They they had an at-large bid, and they're a 10 seed. That means they are vastly better than everybody else that got at-large bids on the, on the bubble. They are a really good team. I saw them play Gonzaga, another one of those teams. They can shoot the lights out. So I have them beating Murray State. Murray State, I'm very surprised at their seed. It's a little early for my opinion. I think a seven seed's really, really generous. But... It'll be a close game. I think it's really deceiving because of the 30 wins that Murray State has. That's really, I think, where they brought that high seed in. I am going to take San Francisco in this one. They're going to be a big sleeper. Not a big sleeper of mine, but they're going to be a sleeper in this aspect because I think that they can find teams to beat based off of their seeding. Like you said, the 10 seed seems somewhat disrespectful for those guys. So I think that if they could come along and face other schools in an advantage to their seeding, they could string together a couple wins. I don't think they'll go far, but if you could get one or two wins, I mean, for a team like San Francisco, you'll take it. Yeah, yeah well, God bless them if they do end up winning that matchup against Murray State because – Oh, do they play gonna UCLA? Have to... or, no. Well, no? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm looking no, at no, ESPN they'll have to take right on now. Kentucky because Kentucky yeah. will lose to St. Peter's. Oh. Yeah. Us New yeah, Jersey but... kids, we'll root for New Jersey, but they ain't beating Kentucky. I saw this game. I texted my friend who went to St. Peter's. He was so happy Saturday. They clinched. They're in the tournament. I was like, yeah, sorry, buddy. You're playing Kentucky. Yeah. Calipari's not losing this one. Matchup. Yeah. <laughs> there, a lot of people think that they could actually be sneaky one to win. I mean, obviously, there are two seeds, oh, so yeah. it's not really sneaky, but – not everybody's eyes are on them like years past. So definitely look for them to at least be in the final four this year. Matt, what do you think though? Yeah. I mean, they're a powerhouse. Like every year you see that they are able to take these guys that almost come from not nothing, but guys that you wouldn't expect to come along and be the hero in these types of situations. And they always come through and find that moment for teams like Kentucky. So I think that because of the coaching and because of the guys that they have surrounding those players, there's just kind of greatness in the air. You see with other schools, big schools like Duke, UNC, it's just, it's there. And if you have to go up against a team like San Francisco, in that case, it's just, it's not going to be pretty for the other guys. Mm-hmm. Beautifully said. You want to take us to the South, Matt? Yeah, I'll take you down south real quick with the first <laughs> matchup we got. 
We're going with the one seed, Arizona, facing off against Brian, or I don't know, what is that? Wright State. Wright State. Well, this is a pretty quick pick. I'm going to be taking Arizona. Not sure if you guys are uh, all on that right there, but yeah, let me know. Yeah, give yeah. me the cats. Yeah. That's, yeah. That doesn't need much discussion. Arizona is a one seed pretty much every year, and yeah. they come in and they're going to they're gonna win that game. Mm. Well, taking us next, we got Seton Hall taking on TCU. This is going to be a good game. This I is going to be a oh, really yeah. good game. I like Seton Hall a lot. Another, you know, Jay-Z boys. Got to represent. Got to love them. Uh, TCU, they're a bunch of hoopers, but I think that Texas has too much talent with the, the other two teams. I think Texas Tech and Texas themselves have taken everybody of that pool, and I don't think that there's many guys left for TCU. I'm going to take Seton Hall. They've been hot this past couple weeks, one of the hotter teams in college basketball. And, yeah, they got a good defensive minded coach and i think that's going to lead them ultimately over tcu steve matt i really feel good about everything you just said and given the fact that we picked against the jersey school earlier in Rutgers, i can't pick against two so give me seaton hall here over the horn frogs i'm not picking against seaton hall i have them winning but i do want to see them similar situation to baylor your co- their coach might leave chris willard he might take the uh, louisville job i believe it was um just the focus aspect in their first game. If they beat TCU, there's a shot they could beat Arizona. They just need to be focused on the task at hand and not the fact that their coach might be walking out the door. That's my only concern. Andrew, you are like a college basketball thesaurus. A savant. Legit. Yeah. The, the kid try. is an absolute try. savant. I, I wanted Willard. I wanted him for Georgia, so I, I know that he's on his way out. So, <laughs> Well, leading us into the next game, we got the five seed Houston going up against the University of Andy B. <laughs> UAB. <laughs> I've been I've been cooking that one for the past five minutes. That's it. I, I can <laughs> I could see it in your eyes. Well, I mean, it's a five seed going up against the twelve seed man. Not much really that I think is gonna. I do respect UAB's seven uh, twenty seven wins, but Houston's. I mean, they're they're Houston. They've always had shooters. My man Quentin Grimes, he was there last year. They are known for producing 3 and D guys like that that translate well into the NBA. So I'm going to go with Houston. I don't think it's really going to be relatively close either. I'll get mine out of the way. Um, I have UAB, and the reason I have UAB is there's three. I told you before, there's three teams that I could see pulling upsets on their their, th- their opponents. UAB's probably number one on that list. I think wow. my only fear is a lot. I've seen a lot of people taking it. When a lot of people start to take it, it makes me feel a little concerned about my pick, but I'm still sticking with UAB because I'm, I'm going with my gut. But, and that's yeah, your school. I, you know, you got oh, it. Of course, University of NEB. Yes. Steve? I love that. <laughs> um, I always have a sweet spot and a soft spot in my heart for UAB because say about five to seven years ago they got their football program taken yeah. away from them but then they got it reinstated so that's a good thing for uab however i just think houston is going to be too much for them to handle here houston like just in terms of their athletics across the board they're a very overlooked school so I'm, i like houston here and i like them by a pretty good margin they got four seniors right now that's really what i'm got like you have four seniors this is their time to shine if they absolutely come out and shit the bed then i mean more, I'll laugh you deserve, in all of your face. Yeah, it, the University <laughs> of Andy B deserves all the success in that case. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that's enough for uh, for that matchup. If you guys want to go move on a little bit, we got the four seed Illinois taking on Chattanooga, number 13. Another kind of high seed going up against the lower seed. I mean, Chattanooga's got 27 wins. And Illinois only 22. But, I mean, a big school like Illinois, you just can't see really losing this game, right? Andy, you'd probably know better than I would. So yeah. you give your pick first, and I'm going to base mine off of your opinion. Yeah, Illinois has the best player in college basketball, in my opinion, Kofi Coburn. So I, I don't see them losing to Chattanooga, and I see them having a chance to go win the national title. So I certainly don't think Chattanooga's going to get in the way of that one. Sounds all logical there. And then given what I just looked at, I know you can kind of make statistics talk for yourself any way you want. You can use them to say good things or bad things about teams or players, but versus top 25 opponents, Illinois four and four, whereas UTC has not played a top 25 opponent. So I think that really will go to in Illinois favor and just in terms of competition they've played all year. So give me Illinois yeah, for sure. 
between the competition and having Kofi on your side, I just can't see Chattanooga being able to hang in there the same way that Illinois is going to run him out the gym. So Agreed. Moving on next, we got number six, Colorado State, going up against number 11, Michigan. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, Michigan's a big school, but like in this case, get the hell out of here, man. This is entirely time for Colorado State to win this game. It's going to be probably kind of refreshing as a smaller school like Colorado State to come in and beat the big guys like Michigan. But I'm taking them all the way in this one. I know that you could probably make the excuse that their competition is a little bit easier than Michigan's. But, I mean, the guy, they're, they got hoopers. They only give up about 64 points per game. And they're able to come out and still score the basketball just as much, if not more, than these good teams that they've been facing. So for that reason, I'm going to roll with Colorado State. Steve, how you feeling? I feel the same exact way, maybe for some different reasons, but ultimately I think Michigan State has been misplaced as an 11 seed. I mean, dude, they're almost a 500 squad, whereas CSU has won 25 games. And I know that they had some quote-unquote issues on their team earlier with their head coach kind of getting in a scrap with the other head coach after a tough loss. So I just kind of think that they their backs have been up against the wall season, and I think they were put into this spot because they're such a big name, and they kind of have to have like teams with cachet play in these matchups. Like They weren't going to put them in a playing game, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I honestly think that their record is deserving of one. So I'm on Colorado State here because I just think Michigan is way, way blown out of proportion in terms of their talent and their overall team. I actually disagree with you there. I think their talent's not blown out of proportion. I think they're they're a nine, an eight or a nine seed. I think that situation that they had with Jawan Howard pushed them back a couple seeds, which I think is is a load it's, of crap in my opinion. I don't know. I think it's somewhat fair. It was he's. Was he suspended for? Is yeah, he, gonna be suspended? He, he was suspended for the final five regular season games, and oh, then he'll be you're back. basically you're so, basically okay. punted. Well, he came back for the conference tournament. They got their they got their asses kicked by Indiana. They didn't look prepared at all. Um, he comes now. They come into the NCAA tournament. They basically punished them by putting him in the 11 seed because they're a 10 seed by by notice, and they got probably one of the best six seeds, probably the second best six seed in the tournament. They're basically what do you mean? They're basically what does that mean? Punished. They're basically. What do you mean? What does a 10 seed by notice mean? Because I don't well, know what that means. So well, sure the way that they well. played this year, they're about a 10 seed because they played a lot tougher opponents in non-conference than anybody than than a lot of the other teams, and they got the second best six seed. They're basically punishing Michigan for what their coach did. And listen, hear me out. They they punished them already. That's why I don't think it's fair. I got Michigan winning the game because I do think they're better than Colorado State, but I also think it's crap that they wound up being punished for something they were already punished for. So. I agree. I do disagree with you with their talent aspect. They lost, I think, four of their final five games, if I'm not mistaken, because they didn't have their head coach. It's tough to play without your head coach. So that is what we'll it see. is. I mean, we'll see how it goes. So ultimately, you're taking Michigan in that game. Yeah, I think they got it. They they're gonna come out and win that game. Interesting. All right. Well, we're gonna go over these last couple of the South a little bit quick because these are some stinkers right here. Tennessee and Longwood. I mean, come on. I'm going Tennessee. I don't really yeah. think Longwood's yeah. going to put up much of a fight in that game. ESPN has them as a 4% chance to win. So, GG's Longwood. Chance. Yeah, congrats. Yeah. Thanks for coming. But Tennessee is going to be taking that one. Then you go. You got the seven seed Ohio State going up against the number 10 Loyola Chicago. Andy, what you thinking? It looks I, like you want, you're curious about this I one. I can't believe you called this a stinker. This is Sister Jean and the boys. They're back. They're coming out with this one. I'm sorry. They're not losing to Ohio State. I love Ohio State, and I think they're a very talented team. L- Loyola to Chicago, they've literally been here before the past three years. Everybody's like, oh, they're, they're a low seed. They're going to come out with it. I think they come out with at least this win. They well, are the literal definition of yeah. a Cinderella story, yeah. but I, I just think this year – the magic in the tank has run short. I think Ohio State's going to take the victory in that one. Yeah, I uh, honestly, I think Ohio State could even be a sleeper this year over, uh, you know, uh, Loyola because I know that Loyola has been here before. They're familiar with this low seeding type of type of deal. But I, I don't know, man. I just really like Ohio State's group. They got uh, EJ Little, and I think that he could really, if they rely on him, he could really make it help them make that deep run and lead them as a squad. Uh, I know that Loyola does have a really good defense, and they only allow their opponents to about 61 points per game, if I'm not mistaken. So I think that it's going to be really key for Ohio to be able to penetrate the paint and get on the boards and really control that part. Because if you control the glass, you're ultimately going to be controlling the pace of the game. Yeah. 
Yeah, that one's it's gonna be a good game though. <laughs> yep. Moving on, we got number two Villanova going up against number fifteen Delaware. Ah, man, I, it's this is it's Jay Wright season, you yeah. know? Like it's it's Villanova all the way for that one. Steve, oh, what yeah. you thinking? Yeah, Villanova all day. I just think like we've kind of talked about this in other matchups, but that history, kind of like Andrew just said about Loyola Chicago. Like, although I don't think they're going to win the game against Ohio State, they have very recent history of success in the tournament. So Villanova, no different. They've won two championships in the last 10 years. So give me Nova here over Delaware for sure. Well, that's going to do it for the South, taking us down to the Midwest. You guys, either you guys interested in uh, taking us through those? It. I'll make yeah. it work. I got, I got them. I'll be right yeah, back Andy. though. And uh, let's go on to the Midwest bracket. All right. And uh, start it with uh, Kansas and uh, they'll play. Hold on. Let me read this. Uh, Texas Southern. Or Texas A&M Corpus Christi. So, yes, quick. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Kansas. Uh, no shocker, Kansas. Bit of a surprise, uh, Steve. <laughs> in this game, I definitely like Kansas. Apologies for that. You're good. All right, and um, on to uh, San Diego State and Creighton. What do you guys think of this one? Before I go, I mean, it's definitely a closer matchup. Then I think people will feel. I think that Creighton's got a good squad. They always come out with a bunch of shooters. I mean, we've seen it all their entire existence. They're yeah. another team. Those white Dougie. guys that could just shoot the ball Doug out McDermott, of the gym. Yeah, yeah Dougie oh, yeah. McBuckets. He was the one, you know. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna take them here. Um, I mean, they only give up. Whew, uh, dude, I really don't know. Because the more I look at like the analytics side of it, the more I like San Diego State. They only give up about sixty points per game, but I'm like, is that because of the the teams that they play? You know, is that because of the lower competition? Yeah, I think I'm gonna just stick with Creighton in this one. Yeah, I I got San Diego State. Uh, they just their defense is so good. Like they will they'll trap you in a corner. They will turn the they will force some turnovers. So I got San Diego State pretty easy in this one. Yeah, I'm on the Aztecs here too for sure. I've always kind of had a a liking for them. I don't know why, but definitely taking them over Creighton. These eight, nine matchups are really tough though. They're really tough, man. And I think that's the only reason I'm going to be taking the doggy there is because it just is an eight, nine. Yeah. All right. On to the next one. It's uh, Iowa and Richmond. Some, uh, an interesting thing about Richmond is I've never seen a team be a six seed in their conference tournament, win their conference tournament and wind up a 12 seed. That's how I was just going to say it's, they, think they are. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. They're trying to bait you into beating the Big Ten, Big Ten champions, and I'm not buying it. I got Iowa. <laughs> yeah, I like the uh, the logo for Richmond. The spider's kind of cool. But yeah. I'm gonna go Iowa as well. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll round it out. I'm on Iowa too, but the spiders. I mean, let's see. We'll see. But I'm on Iowa for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, on to the next one. I saw this team in person. Providence. They can shoot. They can shoot the lights out of the building. A lot of teams can, but they have one guy in particular who will. He'll shoot 10 threes, make eight of them. So, uh, and then they'll play, they're playing San Diego state. I'm pretty quick on this one. I got Providence. I think they're a little low of a seed in my opinion. They probably should have been a three seed, they, but they struggled in the big East tournament. Uh, yeah, I got Providence winning this one. A couple of years ago, man, Providence had that Chris Dunn and they had a pretty good tournament run. Yeah. Won some big games, but since they've kind of been disappointing. So I think I'm gonna go with the upset here. Go South Dakota state. Interesting. interesting. Yeah, that is really interesting. interesting. I think that I'm going to go with Providence in this case. I think that, like Andy said, they do deserve a little bit more respect. And the only reason I'm really taking them kind of no matter what in this game is because I'm looking right now and they're 11 and two in games that are decided by five points. So that for me shows that they could come out and they could really will themselves to victory in those situations against even better teams. They're four and two against teams that are in the top 25 and they're able to kind of close out these types of games in ways that other college teams aren't doing mm -hmm. as consistently to be 11 and two in games decided by five points that shows that you're doing something right. And it's just not happening by coincidence. So I think that they're going to close out San Diego state relatively easier. Nice. Nice. All right. And uh, on to the next one. This one might surprise a lot of people. LSU, Iowa state. In my opinion, you could flip their seeds because LSU is not coming in here as a six seed. Their coach just got fired. They had some allegations against them. Uh, so they're not going to be a focused team, in my opinion. They're, they're going to come out there. They're not going to be playing the brand of basketball they've been playing all year. So I think Iowa State probably wins this one, just a more focused team. 
in my opinion. Fuck LSU basketball for like 15 different reasons, but supremely because Ben Simmons, I'm on <laughs> Iowa State here. Yeah. Fuck huh? LSU. Yeah, I, if LSU could keep this kind of as a slow-paced defensive game, I think it would work in their favor. But, uh, yeah, I'm not really taking them to win yeah. this game. I think that the sixth seed was definitely generous. They only have 22 wins, and against the top 25 opponents, they're 3-5. and five. So anybody that's really coming in their building and giving them good competition, they're kind of putting their tail between their legs. So yeah. for that reason, I'm going to roll with Iowa State. On to the next one. This is a team that, a lot of people think can can pull an upset, and then they're facing a team I think could go to the Final Four. I have them in the Final Four, just saying. Um, Wisconsin against Colgate. Colgate pulled a big upset against Arkansas last year. I believe they came close to pulling up an upset in the round of 32 as well, the, uh, and that kind of puts people on to them. But what you did last year doesn't always mean what you do this year. It's not like Loyola Chicago. Loyola Chicago has done it for three years in a row. I saw Colgate do it once. So I'm thinking Wisconsin's very talented team going to keep it going. A Big Ten team up against Colgate. I, I got Wisconsin here. Yeah, Wisconsin too. I mean, they've proven in the past that they can make some deep runs with not necessarily like the most talented rosters. Yeah. Like granted, Frank Kaminsky last time oh, they yeah. went and Frank the Tank, baby. Yeah, Frank the Tank with Sam the Decker. Final, right? Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 they had, yeah, they they had a good run. They beat that Kentucky team that nobody thought was ever going to yeah. win. Yeah. That was that, a fun, that that was a fun season. Kentucky team. It really was. It was a great season. But my point being that Wisconsin has proven that they have done it before, so I'm going to go with Wisconsin over Colgate. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I think that Colgate's a solid team. You know, it, any team that wins 19 of their last 20 games – is probably a decent squad. You know, no matter who you go up against, unless you're literally pe- playing a bunch of Pop Warner kids, you're probably a solid a solid squad. But with that being said, Wisconsin does rank in the top of the nation in both offensive and defensive efficiency. So I think that they're just going to be in control of this game throughout. They're a bigger school. They know what it takes to win these types of games. So I'm going to take Wisconsin. I mean, they got 24 wins, three seed. I think that the three seed was a little bit high, think I could see them more around five, but I'm going to take them to win this game. I think that the seed, I mean, obviously it helps them more in this situation. Yeah. Okay. So I'm uh, moving on to the next one. We got USC and Miami. Keep this thing kid, about this kid said, yeah, okay. He's yeah, okay. like, yeah, well, all right, yeah, buddy. Okay. No, you're right. 100%. <laughs> uh, USC against Miami. Uh, key thing about USC, I've been talking about a lot of teams, the focus with their coaches being gone. USC doesn't have to worry about that. They just extended their coach on like a six-year deal. They're going to worry about him going anywhere. So they're going to be very focused coming in. Miami's very talented. Uh, I just see USC in this one. They've, they've played tougher opponents. They're more prepared for this moment. Last year, I had them, uh, what, they had Evan Mobley, right? That that team they was... Got, dude, they got the young Mobley yeah. now. Yeah. He's, on, so he's the, on there, too. Yeah, this year, they've got pretty, uh, not as talented of a team, but they got a talented enough team to at least beat Miami. Miami's very surprising this season, coming off a year where they were not very good, but I still got USC in this one. I'm pretty yeah. confident in that i like usc a lot this season honestly i could have them making a deep run in this i know that miami has won 18 of their last 24 regular season games but man you have four guys on this usc line uh, starting five that are six nine or taller and it's led by the younger version of evan mobley and his brother isaiah mobley the, the <laughs> kids putting up 15 and nine a game and their slow pace and defensive style just allows them to kind of mimic the game in any way that they want because they're going to be going up against a team like Miami, who is a 10 seed. They're kind of a little bit, obviously a little bit smaller of a team. Pretty much anybody that you put up against USC is going to end up being a smaller team. That's going to allow them to kind of feast on the boards, control the pace of the game, slow things down and kind of do what they want. So I'm going to take USC and I think that they can make a really deep run. I think you both, Pose some really great points, and I'm leading USC primarily because of that Isaiah Mobley. Like, I just kind of like his demeanor. I like how he leads the team. So, and but on paper, I look at this matchup, and it's just not very appetizing. I mean, to me, I look at both of these colleges, and I just kind of think of them as football schools. So, I don't really like yeah. see football their power, basketball yeah. teams making any waves. Yeah, the history. I mean, both, I, no, I know. No, that's what yeah. I'm saying too. Is like. They're quote-unquote football schools, but both of their teams suck. They haven't been good for That's years. True. So, well, Lincoln Riley will bring them back, but yeah, you're right. Um, 
Uh, next game is Auburn Jacksonville State. It, Auburn's a very confusing team. You don't have to call them. They they play in Alabama, but they're basically a team from Georgia. I think they have six guys from the state of Georgia, that, including a transfer from Georgia. They 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 have an NBA style pl- guy, Jabari Smith. He he'll be a top two three pick in the NBA draft. Walker Kessler is a year away from being in the NBA. I mean. Katie Johnson's a few years away. They're they're very talented. Don't get me wrong. I think they could win a national championship if they had their best day, but they could lose in the round of 32 if they had their worst day. So I got them beating Jacksonville State just because Jacksonville State didn't even win their conference tournament. Still got an auto bid because of some stupid rules in the NCAA. That's an issue for itself. Auburn should win this game just because of that, but Auburn's a very sneaky team. In two ways. They could be good or they could be really, really bad. So it'll be very interesting to see them this year. Yeah, Auburn kind of confuses me, man, because like you said, they're a powerhouse. They have uh, they have that type of NBA build to their team that usually we see a lot more success with than what's been happening. They're kind of inconsistent in the same way that they are good. So I think that they, if they can kind of all rally behind Jabari Smith and use his experience and just kind of big game poise to their advantage. I think that'll be able to take them deep into this, into this tournament. Obviously I have them beating Jacksonville state. I think that the next game is really where it gets interesting. If they could match up against uh, USC. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that too. I mean, I'm a Bruce Pearl guy. I, I just like him as a coach, but Auburn's point guard was playing at a very high level early on in the year. And that has kind of since dipped. And I do think that they're going to beat Jacksonville State pretty handedly. But I agree with Matt in the fact that if they meet USC in that round of 32, that they could definitely face some issues and probably get upset could by be USC. Scary. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But that's for another day because I think we're going to leave it at that, people. We're going to go through like we did the round of 32. And then when all of those round of 64 games are done, we're going to come back with another episode, reevaluate our brackets, and then go from there. Uh, in terms of our NBA picks, please be on the lookout. We're going to be tweeting out picks tonight, also on our Instagram, at MLMadnessPod. So please follow us on there. Let us know how you're feeling, too. I mean, if you guys agree with these picks that we're putting out, let us know. If you disagree, let us know where your head's at because we're all about fan interaction. We're all about trying to make this more of an inclusive podcast. Would you guys agree? Absolutely, and I would hope that your opinion is pretty good because in the past three days, our tennis picks have hit – on 13 of 15 we are red hot in tennis so if you are looking to make money on the tennis court follow moneyline madness i mean come on what are you doing absolutely like the the boys are here the boys are popping out the best tennis bets on the east of the mississippi you heard it here first don't be a weasel if you're in the tennis and you want to make some money matt is on fire right now but boys it was a great episode i'm glad that we got to do our brackets it has it's been absolutely real but I think that's a wrap for episode 11, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Enjoy the games, everybody. We will see you next week. Oh, no, No this week. Soon. Yeah, we'll see you later this week with episode 12. Going to be covering some football, NBA, more college basketball. You name it, we'll be talking about it. But thanks so much for joining us here on episode 11. This was Moneyline Madness. Peace. Peace. Go dogs. I mean, I got to stop there, Clint. Yeah, I was going to.